0: Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am continuing my focus on interviewing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belts and hearing from them what their take is on the 2018 incident in California, which resulted in a substantial lawsuit and has really been quite a big deal in the world of Jiu Jitsu, not only across the country, but all across the world. In today's episode, I'm joined by Rich Van Hook from Indiana and Dan Hart from Illinois. I appreciate you tuning in. If you are a fan of The Kelly Patrick Show, even if this is your first episode, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals, 502-386-0978. We are now joined by Rich Van Hook. Rich is a black belt from Indiana. Rich, you are familiar with the 2018 incident in California and then the, the court case that followed. Rich, what are your thoughts? What happened and what are your thoughts on the incident?
1: Yeah, so, of course, it's absolutely sad what happened. But I'll tell you, after watching it and watching it and then watching even Henner's breakdown, I just don't see anything malicious. I can't even tell you that he did something. And, then again, this is my opinion. Of course, there was a little mistake made in the technique and all that. But it wasn't like someone just out of control, like most of us have experienced with someone, it wasn't that kind of situation, you know, from everything I've looked at, it it was just an unfortunate freak accident in my humble opinion, you know? So, uh, as far as what happened after that, it, it's kind of sad and, and I don't want to, you know, it seems like everybody's looking to get someone slit their throat type deal anymore. But I, I, Me personally, I don't think I could have testified in any regard because I don't feel like anything was really, of course mistakes, you can, you know, reverse engineer anything and and prevent a whole lot of trouble, but that's not how life works. And it was just an unfortunate head, arm, elbow, knee. It's possible for anyone to, you know, tear something, and it, it, it was a horrible outcome, but to say anybody was out of control or dangerous, so to speak, I guess I, if, if, if there was danger in there at some unacceptable level, I failed to see it personally, you know, um, and I'm not sure what benefit Henner or anyone would have brought to the situation, I would have refused to testify. I would just say, Hey, listen, that's a horrible tragedy, but I just don't see anything malicious or out of control. And I guess those two factors personally, I would have said, no, I can't, I can't testify against that. I don't think the guy did anything wrong. I just think it was a horrible chain of events, you know, literally. And, and I don't know if a guy that had had a wrist or an elbow or even a neck, Go the wrong way in certain situations. It's not ballet, you know. But uh, I, I just think it was an overreaction, or it was a chance to market their extra safe uh, Gracie University um, approach to teaching jujitsu. You know, which which I don't personally agree with, and I most certainly don't think they have the market on being safe. I don't. I don't think any school owner or any black belt for the most part, is looking to hurt someone or have an unsafe gym, you know, not to say there aren't any, but I just failed to see anything that, other than the tragedy itself being sad for both parties, I just don't see where anyone should have gotten involved and speak up for them, you know, especially at his stature. Um, I think that was unfortunate, and I think it's opened a floodgate, and I hope not, but I think it's opened the floodgates, you know, for what's to come, and that's unfortunate.
0: <clears throat> Rich, what is your policy for, you are a black belt, you've been training jujitsu, jitsu I don't know, 20 years, something like that. Yep. Um, what's your uh-huh. policy regarding rolling with white belts?
1: So with us, our, especially a new white belt, not a white belt that's been on the mats for a year or whatever, but a really new white belt, we, we know which guys at our gym Two things. One is sometimes the white belt's where the danger's coming from, you know, not the upper rank. So I'm pretty selective on a brand new white belt once they start rolling, who I put them with. I most certainly avoid white belt with white belt, two new white belts. That's just a disaster waiting to happen. So I like to hand feed them blue and purple belt guys that that know how to deal with someone being a little out of control. But on the flip side, they're not out there preying on some new guy, you know, so there's a balance, but that's how we approach it. Um, if you have a new visitor, I'll usually roll with them first just to weed out the trouble, you know? Um, but that, that's, we don't have an exact policy. I know some schools you have so many classes, but, uh, and on a brand new white belt, we, when we roll the the new white belt, doesn't roll but as we circulate around each guy will show him some positions and all that for a few weeks. But we, we feed him into rolling pretty quick, but we're super cautious about that progression into full rolling and all that, you know, and it seems to work. I, I know the Gracie university, you can't roll till you're a blue belt. And to me, that's just, that's just insane. But I, I do agree safety first, but that's a two-way street. I'm as concerned about the safety of what a white belt could do just freaking out as I am some jerk-off blue, purple, brown, black belt. But generally, the trouble comes from the white belt, not the colored belt. You know. So but that's how we handle it.
0: <clears throat> if a former wrestler who had competed as a white belt came into your school and wanted to roll with you. You're the black belt gym owner. I mean, do, do you think you would have handled this any different?
1: Uh, not really, so to speak. I don't have that flippy floppy game at my age. You know, the rolling back takes are my, my bag. I want to pin you down. You know, if you're turtled up, I'm going to keep you that way. It's a... I like to fight a turtle. They're not very tough and their limbs are occupied. So for me, that's not my jujitsu, but yeah, I'm actually going to roll with that guy, especially knowing the wrestling background. I'm going to have him roll with me or one of our brown belts or, you know, guys that I know are really savvy, but have very good control. But yes, if I'm there, I'm going to be his first role, you know, and I'm going to give him a little time, you know, but for me, if you're out of control, I'm going to try to pin you down, calm you down, and all that. But yeah, I would have I would have rolled, especially with a wrestling background. That's what they're there for, you know? Um, I don't know if this guy, was he new to that school? That's something I didn't know. I think he may have been new
0: to that exact school, but he had trained jiu-jitsu for a couple of years and wrestled prior. And I think he, he had, someone said something about MMA and had even competed a little bit in jiu-jitsu. So it was not a brand new yeah. guy at all, but I do think he was new to that
1: that's cool. Sure. But you know, that, that guy, and if you have any wrestling background, to me, you're creeping up on blue belt when you, if you have a good wrestling pedigree, you, you're not really a white belt, you know? So that's, uh, again, so unfortunate, but that's not like they went in there and you see these videos where they're just literally slaughtering some white belt. I, I, it just doesn't even, there's not a sniff of that in that video from my perspective, you know? But yeah, I, again, I'll go back to what I said. It's jujitsu and they can call it the gentle art all they want. There's nothing gentle about jujitsu. And if you're on the mats very long, little incidental things are going to happen to your fingers or your toes or your ankle. And I've never seen anyone get around it, you know? So, um, I just, uh, you know, it's the old saying, don't be a plumber if you're shit shy. Well, don't do jujitsu. If you're worried about an injury, of course, we don't want an injury at that level, but this, this concept that, Oh, there's a way to do it. And you never bend a fingernail. That's all horseshit, you know, at the end of the day. But I think there's a way to do it, but to do jujitsu and not roll, that's, it's like saying, Hey, I'm going to teach you how to ride a bike, but you know, for the next year, we're just going to have you pedal a stationary bike. That's it for a year. Just going to keep pedaling it. So, you know, I think there's some marketing in there that in a way, in an unintentional way has made some gyms like, Oh, well they just roll and beat the shit out of their students. And I I don't, I know that exists, but that's not the majority of jujitsu schools, you know? So it's sad. What,
0: have your thoughts been on the reaction to this incident in the court case? Does it seem to you that most, let's say, black belts and gym owners, for the most part, most people are not impressed with the way Henner was involved? Are most people falling on that side based on what you have seen?
1: it seems, it seems that way to me. And, and again, I'm not, I mean, I get on Facebook and all that for a little bit here and there every day, but I don't sit on there and, and hunt what a bunch of people said. But I, I, I got to tell you as a, well, I'm almost 60 years old. I cannot imagine why he would have volunteered after seeing that video while he would have volunteered to testify, if not for the money, which I know he doesn't need, but I, you know, I guess they said it worked out to $3,000 an hour for testimony. And I don't think his skill level as a jiu-jitsu practitioner makes him any more of an authority than I am in 20 years or in 10 years. You, you have enough knowledge of jujitsu and what's reasonable and fair on a mat. I think any reasonable jujitsu practitioner would have to say, man, that's a horrible accident, but it was not in the making. It just happened. You know, so I I just think him getting involved in that did not do anything for the jujitsu world. And I just don't know what his reasoning would have been. You know,
0: I saw where Henner is now based on, I assume, based on the backlash. Henner is now donating one hundred thousand dollars to some charity or something like that. Does that sound kind of like a got your got caught with your hands in the cookie jar and kind of like. uh, uh, an admission
1: of guilt almost to you. It does. It does. You know, and if he had any concern for all that, unless there was, you know, as an expert witness, maybe he couldn't have spoke about it until it's out, but he should have, if he was so, so concerned about what happened and saw it as so preventable and this happened in what, 2018. Yes. 2018 in California. Yep. Yep. Well, well, maybe you should have uh, picked up the microphone back then and say, Hey, this unfortunate thing happened. We all got to, you know, here's what I suggest here's, but yeah, he he didn't make an attempt whatsoever and I'm not hating on the guy. You know, I've been to their immersion camps. I get it. But man, it just doesn't smell right or taste right. You know, I, I just cannot fathom why he thought. Uh, and, and again, I disagree totally. I think he's, at this point he's just backpedaling and covering. But if you had, if he had donated that money when they cut him the check, which would have been what in 18, they don't wait to pay you. He got paid when he completed his testimony or shortly thereafter. So at that point you should have taken that money and donated it, but your ass got caught. And you know, again, I hate that you got to throw people away. You know what I'm saying? Like they're just, there's no coming back from it. So I don't, I personally don't mean it like that, but it's like, what the hell? What, that's just so, that's something a congressman would do if he got caught. You know, that's the part I hated that you had to get caught and catch some shit. And now all of a sudden you care. You know, oh, here's the money back. Not that, you know, if you were that deeply concerned, you would have started speaking about this in 2018 to prevent this from happening again. You would have spoke out right then, in my opinion. Does that make sense?
0: I think I'm following you. I I, I do.
1: Yeah. Um, I
2: appreciate
0: you coming on, Rich. I really do, as always. uh, Pleasure to speak with you. Before
1: we wrap things up, any closing words? You know, I just think that for me, Jujitsu was an afterthought in life, so it's always been an absolute pleasure. I like to believe in what I do. I don't care what happens in that role. I leave my ego. I'm too old and too small to have an ego. But I think it's such an incredible thing that so many people should take advantage of. Not to drag this on, but you know, you can be a jogger, and you've had a, if you have a bad day, you're going to still think about that day while you jog. Jiu-jitsu, I believe the one of the few things that I get to check out even if I don't want to for a little bit. No matter how stressful the day, no matter what no, maybe I lost somebody in my life, for that hour or that two hours while you're actually rolling, you get to escape from everything because you can't you can't balance your checkbook while someone's trying to cross collar choke you. So it's such a release and an escape that I just hate that it's been tainted by someone that should have represented the community and explained, you know. And again, we're all going to trip over the curb and stub our toe, and sooner or later, some old man will trip and hit his head on the curb and die. But we don't quit building sidewalks. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. It, it certainly yeah, does. It's just a. Yeah, it's just sad, and it's sad that was an opportunity to say there's a certain risk to certain things, and that's kind of what happened. And thank God the guy, I guess, is getting his faculties back and all that. But I just think it – it uh, unfortunately, I think it speaks poorly of his rep- – of Henner representing jiu-jitsu when it was an opportunity to really speak up, you know, and, and then in closing, this fake narrative that you can – I, I, the only safe way is to not roll at all. No, it, I, if you respect your teammate, like a teammate, you can always find a safe role, but with everything, there's certain risks that cannot be avoided, whether you're skydiving or doing jujitsu or boxing and so on, you know, so the whole thing's so unfortunate. It just breaks my heart, but his handling of it, man, I'd give him a D plus. So,
0: yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate your honesty, rich. Appreciate the, Input on the incident, and I look forward to speaking with you again in the future. Thank you.
1: Oh, man. Have a great day. See you.
0: We are now joined by Dan Hart. Dan is a black, belt, a black belt out of Illinois. Dan, how are you today? Great. How are you? Doing well. Dan, uh, we are interested to hear your thoughts on the 2018 incident. Everybody knows about it. A black belt in California was rolling with a white belt. The black belt uh, did a back take from attacking the turtle, and the, the white belt was injured, ended up suing the black belt, and was ended up being awarded $46 million. Henner Gracie was involved. Dan, what are your thoughts? What would your description of what happened be, and what are your thoughts on the case?
2: So, I mean, I think my description of what happened would be it's a, uh, an accident, um, tragic accident. Uh, I feel horrible for the gentleman that was rendered at the time um, <clears throat> paralyzed. I understand he's made a uh, strong recovery, but still has some issues that will likely haunt him for the rest of his life. So he is up and walking, moving around, but he's got some some lifelong injuries that took place. Um, You know, it's important to note, I think, in this case and, you know, I've been following a lot of this closely and I, I know some people that used to teach at Del Mar. Um that their waiver was thrown out in court. So uh, even Henner made a post uh, regarding that, that there was language in there and I'm not, they've not publicly released it, I've not seen it, but so this case was decided without a waiver. So you're seeing a lot of talk online about school owners being very nervous um, about themselves obviously getting sued and rightfully so. You know, we're in a combat sport, injuries do happen. I can say in my 12 or 13 years, I've never seen anything like this. Um, this is not a common occurrence. Uh, I've seen knee injuries, elbow injuries, Uh, people, you know, mess their neck up a little bit, nothing like this. Um, But because the waiver was thrown out, because the school owners had a waiver that apparently was not reviewed by an attorney, um, it wasn't admissible in court. So I think that's a big lesson for, you know, everybody who's using these kind of boilerplate things. Hey, they borrowed it from a friend in another state or somebody else, you know, spend a couple hundred bucks and have a lawyer review, you know, your contracts and things, your waivers for that. All that being said, um, you know, you and I tried to talk yesterday and got cut off, but, you know, I've played around with uh, the technique, watching the video, my, another black belt and I, at my academy, kind of drilled it, trapped the arm, moved around. When I watched the video, and I know other people share this opinion, it looks to me like the gentleman who was injured, tries to execute a grammy role um, as this back take is taking place uh, i've often seen wrestlers post on their head they do it all the time i know a lot of the guys that are former wrestlers that we train with tend to do that uh, when you're a young man you can get away with some of that stuff but over time it's pretty bad for you um you know he definitely had the arm trapped as henner pointed out um you know that prevented him from posting but uh, i don't think that the injuries certainly i don't think anybody. Even Henner contends that this was malicious or meant uh, to hurt this individual. However, that being said, I'm sure you saw the original post Henner made that said that the gentleman was spiked on his head by his instructor. Before seeing the video, uh, my expectation was to see you know some big black belt come in and suplex a uh, guy in beginner's class You know, then it started coming out, hey, this guy's been training for three plus years. He's done 15 competitions. He's competed in the Pan Ams multiple times. He was a high school wrestler. Um, So, you know, this isn't some brand new guy coming in and just getting hurt, you know. So I'm not a legal expert. I know nothing about liability and those things, but with the waiver being, uh, you know, thrown out, they were able to demonstrate that the movement he made, they felt caused, uh, you know, the injury and thus the academy and this individual were liable in some way. I don't have a lot of opinion on that. I'm not qualified for that. Uh, However, I do think that, you know, Henner is one of the biggest, you know, ambassadors of our sport um, choosing to be on the side of uh, the injured party here. Um, and making this really a mainstream case and you know of course henner doesn't make the decision he's not a uh, he's not on the jury it wasn't you know something he did but i don't think he intended any ill will um but this has become a really nationwide case i know my fear and a lot of other instructors school owners fears is you know there is no um case law to my knowledge doesn't exist in tort law but that being said you have a bunch of people that say hey i heard a guy got You know 46 million dollars in california because he hurt himself i got my elbow popped or whatever i'm gonna go sue this school um which then leads to whether it's right or wrong as you know anybody can sue anyone right so if you're an academy owner and people are suing you that means your insurance rates are going to start to just skyrocket if that starts happening industry wide that means everybody's rates go up because it costs more to insure school owners Most schools or a lot of schools don't turn very much of a profit. So then, you know, you'd start seeing schools that say, "Hey, I can't afford X, Y, Z insurance." You know, my primary business is the hospitality industry. I own restaurants and bars in the state of Illinois. We have what's called dram shop law, which makes me responsible um, as a company for things that are done by patrons and staff, et cetera. Meaning, I'm someone. As drinking at one of my establishments goes out and gets in a car accident we share that liability so as a result uh, to have a liquor license in Illinois the insurance is outrageous it's one of the reasons why a lot of places fail or people don't choose to go into business you start seeing something similar happening in combat sports and jiu-jitsu I think you end up with a lot of schools closing
0: Henner released, I think it was a 25 minute video describing the incident. I assume you saw it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, on sure. Yeah, what are your thoughts on the way Henner has dealt with this after the fact? I think then I saw that he's now donating a hundred thousand dollars to some charity. In your opinion, how has Henner dealt with this uh, incident after the lawsuit?
2: I mean, I think after the lawsuit, he's doing kind of damage control. I don't think he thought. I mean, I, you know. I have a lot of jujitsu people on my social media feed. I'm sure you do too. I think the resounding opinion is that he kind of sold out jujitsu. I don't see many people, you know, defending him here. Um, Some of the people I do are either, you know, diehard Gracie people or people that are frankly just uninformed. I I watched the 25 minute video a couple of times. Like I said, we've drilled it messed around with it. Now, this is not a back take that I do. It's not a back take that I teach. Um, My jujitsu is super fundamental. Um, you know, and unfortunately, you know, this gentleman who caused the injury or, you know, I guess, I guess it's okay to say cause since they found it uh, in the other guy's favor, but, um, the guy who's executing the back take that, you know, somehow resulted in this injury, um, you know, from all accounts, he's a very high level black belt. I don't know him, but it's not some spazzy guy, you know, going crazy with a reputation for injuring people. You know, I did see that Henner chose to donate that $100,000. There's a lot of people posting um, about the fact that he took $3,000 an hour and that he built so much. I don't have any issue with that. I mean, expert witnesses get paid. He's definitely an expert. He's definitely, you know, with his last name um, and what he's done within the industry, he is an expert. And, you know, I've um, had to use expert witnesses in court cases, and, you know, it's just outrageously expensive. It's just what it is uh you know everything i've seen shows that this decision is being appealed uh you know but it's kind of like anything else if a newspaper comes out you know with a scathing story on somebody and then later post a retraction everybody just reads the uh the first article primarily so you know whatever damage to the community is done is is kind of done and i will say that personally as a school owner you know i've sent uh my waivers off to one of my attorneys that i use and I'm, have, I'm paying to have it reviewed and reworked just to make sure that, you know, we're not exposing ourselves to any unneeded liability.
0: You are a black belt gym owner. What is your policy or how do you handle a young guy who comes in, he, he introduces himself, says, I've wrestled for, you know, I wrestled for maybe four years in high school and I've been competing as a white belt for three years. And then, you know, it, he wants to roll with you. How do you handle that, Dan?
2: I mean, I definitely roll with them. I roll with, you know, all my students, all visitors. I travel to open mats. We go to a, uh, a local open mat um, into the tenth planet down in Lombard, about 45 minutes from us. There's probably 75 people there to a hundred every Sunday. Um, you know, in a Nogi, you can't really even tell what belt somebody is. Now, again, I don't I don't do any techniques that really aren't fundamental. I'm never personally airborne. Um, i'm not a very athletic person you know to begin with so that's part of it i probably can't do some of those techniques um you know i I think most of the injuries that i've seen um in my time come when uh drilling takedowns takedowns when tired especially uh you don't think anyone's gonna say hey we should stop wrestling stop doing takedowns it's a huge part of you know the sport and probably even you know for from Henner's side, you know, I mean, traditional self-defense-based jiu-jitsu is all about takedowns. Nobody's teaching pulling guard, which is something you see a lot more in a, a sport atmosphere because that's a that's a big discussion I'm seeing online as well. These guys doing sports jiu-jitsu are doing these fancy moves, and that's why they're getting hurt. But, you know, clinch, takedown, double legs, single legs, that kind of stuff. I mean, you're seeing all that stuff in a, a self-defense, you know, basic curriculum and, you know, I'm sure you've seen people in your time get injured too. We never want anybody to get injured. And I think there's so much focus on this that perhaps people that are uninformed think that, you know, these injuries are super common. Uh, I don't know about you, but like I said earlier, I've never seen any any really catastrophic injuries.
0: I was on the mat when someone uh, broke their leg, you know, so that wasn't pleasant, but nothing like a spinal, you know, nothing so permanent like this at all, really. I think this is very uncommon. I would agree.
2: Yeah, and I, you know, I think the situation is unfortunate. I mean, I, you know, I think that this uh, young man um, is getting a lot of probably unnecessary hate. He got hurt, um, had significant medical bills, um, you know, and whether he hired a lawyer or it's an insurance company or however it works, I mean, he's not arguing the case, he's not the jury. I'm sure he didn't ask for $46 million. So, you know, he's done nothing wrong in this case, I believe. Um, you know, so that's probably unnecessary, and I know he's taken down his website, and uh, he's off social media, so, you know, I feel bad for him. I don't think anybody wins in this situation.
0: I believe it was Clark Gracie was the expert witness for the defense. Do you have any, do you know anything about Clark?
2: No, I don't. I think I've uh, been introduced to him once, maybe twice. Um, you know, active competitor, or at least was pretty recently. Uh, super high-level jiu-jitsu guy. Obviously, same last name, but... You know, my understanding from people that uh, were a little more involved in the case is, you know, the uh, gentleman who was being sued had a had a lawyer, I believe, provided by the insurance company, and the other team had four or five lawyers and just spent a lot more. And you know, at the end of the day, if it's a court case and you've got somebody spending a bunch of money, and you know, we know about jujitsu and we're talking about the details of an arm being trapped and everything else to twelve people who know nothing about jujitsu and. Um, whether you like henner or not uh he has a very charismatic personality you've seen his videos I mean he's launched a um a bag uh jacket company or whatever it is flip thing you know he's now he's doing uh, headrest stuff and all that's separate from Gracie University and and everything else I mean there's no doubt the guy's charismatic su- successful and well spoken
0: <laughs> but it appears his reputation nationally and even internationally is now and I guess Henner and Hedon and Halleck uh I guess the entire Hordian uh (laughs) his sons don't really have the best reputation right now
2: yeah I don't know um I mean Halleck certainly um had kind of garnered a, a poor reputation. And I understand that some people supposedly didn't get paid at metamorphosis, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have trained with Halleck um, before I met him. Um, I think he actually, I, in my mind, you know, he's the one who really launched the idea of super fights. I mean, all the stuff we see now that all came from him doing metamorphosis and, you know, I'm not privy to the business deals and what happened, you know, after the fact, but you know, that format of longer matches big mats uh no points i mean that really as far as i know that was some of the first on a you know a big scale of doing that and everything we see now kind of grew from that and i don't i don't believe he gets enough credit for that um you know horian i have not um or huron i guess it is I, I mean, yeah Huron. uh i've not heard much bad stuff about him and i've not seen any of it um you know, he seems to be a little more under the radar, just kind of teaching seminars, doing his thing. I don't if he sells any products or has any other stuff. I'm unaware of him, so doesn't mean it's not out there or that he doesn't have any kind of reputation. But I've never heard anyone speak poorly on him. Okay, so uh,
0: that's fair. I think there is a um, an overreaction that can happen too. Some people within the jujitsu community are maybe anti-Gracie.
2: Well, and look. At, at the end of the day, all these people saying that he shouldn't have taken the money. I don't know many people that aren't going to take $3,000 an hour to be an expert witness on something they're an expert on. Uh, you know, there's, you can question, um, you know, what his decision was and what he found, um, you know, what his findings were. And, you know, generally speaking, people don't get hired as expert witnesses if they're not going to, they don't already agree with what the the case is, but, you know, people want to make money and do things and he's been very successful And there's a certain amount of hate that's going to come along with any amount of success you know that you get and you know as you mentioned i think his, his reputation is damaged but that being said i also think people have a short memory um and i think he's done a lot of great things for jujitsu and the community too and uh i don't think this is what he'll be remembered for
0: okay so kind of a nuanced response from da- from dan right
2: Yeah. I mean, I just don't, you know, this is what's in the mainstream right now, but, you know, in six months, a year, people are going to be talking about this. I doubt it. Um, You know, Henry's a smart guy. He already donated that money. Um, My guess is we'll start seeing some resources come from Gracie University, um, perhaps, you know, free waivers, downloadable stuff, some curriculum-based stuff, things to do, not to do. I mean, you know, these guys are good businessmen. They'll spin this.
0: Okay. Well, Dan, I really appreciate your time and your input. Before we wrap things up, do you have any any anything you'd like to mention?
2: No, that's pretty much it. Uh, happy to be on. If you want me on for anything else, just let me know.
0: Will do. Dan Hart, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, If you are listening and you're in either Indiana or Illinois, I am certainly licensed to sell health insurance in both of those states, along with a total of 14 states across the country. Most of my business is in Ohio, Florida, Kentucky, and Indiana, but I do have some customers in Illinois currently, so I can help anyone. My ideal referral is someone who will be 65 soon and needs help navigating the water's of choosing their Medicare coverage. I'm an independent broker for that. So I appreciate everyone tuning in. Of course, we will have another episode out soon.